Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It's high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory. Only for the next hour here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. No mozi today. He got called up to the big leagues. He's doing that big TV work at Arthur Motes. Uh, you just got me for an hour today, an abbreviated version of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Still take your tweets at Wesley Euler throughout the hour. And we've got a whole bunch to get to because the Steelers are 4-0. Baby, your Pittsburgh Steelers 4-0 start for the first time in 41 years. And who would have guessed, honestly, that the Steelers would be 4-0? and And maybe the biggest question would be around the defense, right? I think even more so if coming into this season I told you the Steelers were 4-0 undefeated along with the defense being tied for the league lead in sacks and having forced turnovers every single game. Yet, here we are. It's a very weird 4-0 and feeling, isn't it? But how about this offense, though? Uh, finally breaking through all week. The past two weeks, we heard that 30-point number. Haven't scored 30 points in 23 games. Longest streak in the NFL. Only team in the NFL not to score 30-plus this year. Well, they needed it, and they got it on Sunday for the first time this season, first time in 24 games, and I just got a text message here. I think Chase Claypool just found the end zone once again. A a lot to be encouraged by from the offense, certainly, Uh, particularly the offensive line, especially after David DeCastro went down. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little concerned. I wasn't panicked. Maybe I was worried. I was definitely teetering on worried. I was certainly concerned when David DeCastro uh, went down, but they held Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave in check. Mission accomplished in that regard. Plenty of good, right? And still some concern from the Steelers on both sides of the ball. Yesterday, we'll parse through all of that over the next hour here and all week on the show. The good, the bad, and even some of the ugly. But the good news, I mean, heck, the great news. The Steelers are tied Uh, For first place in the AFC with Buffalo, Buffalo right now would have the advantage due to a tiebreaker, but the Steelers are a game up on Baltimore. Uh, That's big at this point early on in the season. If you want to win the division, they're a game up on Kansas City. Who knows if that ends up mattering or not in terms of seeding in the long run, but you'll certainly take it. And especially with, as we sit here right now on Monday afternoon, Buffalo and Tennessee still scheduled to play Tomorrow evening, one of those teams, barring a tie, is going to pick up an L tomorrow night. Uh, All the more reasons to smile on this Victory Monday. And and maybe I buried the lead a little bit, all right? Arthur Motes isn't here. But we still got our good buddy Johnny Drama, and he wants to let you know. Victory! Steelers 4-0, smiling on a Monday. One of the reasons that we're smiling, of course, is that performance by Chase Claypool yesterday at Heinz Field. We made the joke earlier in the season. Chase Claypool stock, buy, 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 buy. Well, I hope you invested in that stock and bought low because, man, great dividends early on. The 7-Eleven connection, right? I mean, way better than Sheets, way better than Wawa. I think that's something we can all agree on. Ben Roethlisberger to Chase Claypool three times 
for touchdown receptions, another rushing touchdown for the rookie wide receiver. Oh, Wookie wide receiver. <laughs> Chewbacca, the rookie wide receiver, Chase Claypool. NFL Research uh, tweeted out that Chase Claypool, first Steelers rookie to score a receiving and rushing touchdown in the same game since Franco Harris in 1972, or James Franco, I guess, if you asked Jonathan Vilma on the broadcast yesterday, right? Uh, I think Steelers fans are okay with picking Chase Claypool over J.K. Dobbins at this point, right? Uh, football, football, football today, obviously. We're going to hear from Chase Claypool here, just focusing on the Steelers really today. You know, normally we do some around the league stuff. Maybe we'll do that on Wednesday as, as the week rolls along. But it's Steelers-centric show today. Uh, we'll hear from Chase Claypool here in a few minutes. Ben Roethlisberger as well, too. Uh, but this is going to be a fun week. 4-0 Steelers hosting the 4-1 Browns. Last time uh, the Steelers and the Browns played where both teams entered the game with winning records. Week 10, 2007. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun week, and I'm sure starting Wednesday, right, uh, we're still we're going to do mostly reacting here the, the next 48 hours or so, but starting Wednesday, we will commence Brian's Hate Week. Don't you worry as the week goes along. But let's hear from the star of yesterday's show at Heinz Field, fresh off of a four-touchdown game. Here's what Chase Claypool had to say after the finest performance of his young NFL career. Chase, what's, what is, did you always have confidence? You know, you didn't have any preseason in camp or anything leading to the first couple of games. You weren't playing as much. Um, or is it something kind of clicked for you here where you, where you go out there and you're making these plays? Um, no, I think, I think it came from a long time ago, um, stepping back from college. But, you know, putting that trust with Ben really helped. And, you know, the longer we go throughout the season, the more trust we have with each other. So I think it kind of just shows in the field uh, week after week. Dale Lally. Go ahead, Dale. You mentioned trust with Ben. Um, it, it's third down late in the game. You've got Darius Slay lined up uh, opposite you, and you run the quick slant, and, and Ben the puts, uh, puts it right on you. Is that where that trust comes into to being a factor there in a situation like that? Yeah, you got to make those plays. You know, he's trusting you. He, he puts the ball right where it needs to be, and he's trusting you to make those plays. And um, you make those plays, and the trust builds faster than it would. All righty. Jerry Dulac. Jerry, go ahead. Hey, Chase, I wonder if you could uh, talk about those two touchdowns, one out of the bunch formation, and then the last one. Ben said each you've never been on the field package for the last touchdown, and he's never thrown that one to you uh, in practice out of the bunch formation. Yeah, so the one out of the bunch – who was that one? I don't even know that. Um, the, the one on the third down? Yeah, the little two-yard two touch, uh, touchdown. Oh, uh, oh, touchdown. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, the two-yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. That bunch. We've been uh, repping that for a few weeks. Uh, we were just waiting for, you know, the right time to call it. And I've honestly never even got that ball in practice. Um, but just with the way they were um, lined up on the other side of the field, I had a good feeling it was coming my way. And the blockers did a great job kind of opening something up. And then the last touchdown, I also uh, never been in that spot. That's usually Ebron. So I actually had to ask him uh, what I was doing because I had one thing in mind and I wanted to make sure that that was the right thing because it was a crucial point in the game. Um, and he just told me, uh, he kind of told the whole defense, which, which is my fault, but uh, it worked out. Mark Caboli, go ahead. Hey, Chase, it seemed like the 
quick slant was working for all you guys today. Uh, why do you believe that that, I mean, especially in critical situations, why do you think that play was working? Yeah, I think just our downfield um, you know, threat that we've kind of proved on film, uh, they've been, they were kind of bailing out this week and we took advantage of that. So anytime we made an outside move, they were, they had to respect the go because of what we've done um, in past weeks. And that opened things up with this line. Brooke Pryor, go ahead. Chase Ben said that you guys were texting on Friday and uh, sending messages back and forth, different clips that he wanted you to look at. And he said that he told you, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to have a really good game. And he said that kind of came to fruition. Then did you have an idea that you were going to have a really big game this Sunday, the way that Ben kind of predicted? Uh, nothing to this magnitude. Um, you know, something like this you can never predict, but you know, you always go into the into the game thinking that you're gonna you're gonna have a really big day, and you kind of have to keep that mindset throughout the season. Um, but I would have never predicted this, so it's awesome. Will Graves, Chase, I'm curious. Uh, you know, you got called for OPI there on a call that looked pretty uh, ticky tack. Were you hoping to get another shot um, later in the game? Obviously, things had had flipped at that point. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty pretty awful call, but I think the ref knows it, so it's all good. Um, you know, things like that happen in the game. Refs aren't perfect, and uh, neither are we. So, you know, you get mad in the situation, and then you move on. If it if it causes us the game or something, I definitely uh, would be a little more upset. But um, you know, you're, when your numbers call, you make the play, and if the ref misses the call, then that's that, and there's nothing you can do but just move on. Joe Rutter. Yeah, Chase, did, did you have a feeling when you came in that this is what this offense could do and could look like? And and how, how what's the confidence level like right now? Yeah, definitely. I think looking around the receiver room, um, the five guys that we have are, you know, playmakers. You see Ray Ray coming in. Uh, every time he touches the ball, he makes a play. And that, I'm super excited for him um, because he's slowly getting into um, the offense and he's making plays, and that just adds to our depth. Um, and then you obviously you have guys like Juju, Deontay, James Washington, and then, you know, all those guys make it really exciting going into game day. Aditi? Whoops. Chase, Ben Roethlisberger have been more effusive in his praise, but Mike Tomlin could not have been less. He just basically said that it was because of everybody's depth that you took advantage of your opportunities. Is he a tough sell, or is this his way of making sure your head doesn't get too big? No, he, he definitely uh, kept telling me to stay humble. Um, that's something I always do for my life. So he doesn't have to worry about that, but um, I do appreciate him uh, keeping me grounded because in times like this, you know, you can definitely lose sight of, uh, you know, important things. So I'm just staying level-headed. I'm enjoying the moment for sure, uh, but I'm not letting it get to me. All righty, Mike Brazuda. Chase, Mike Tomlin also uh, said that uh, they thought you had favorable matchups and it was pretty much your turn today. Uh, what specifically did you guys like about your matchup against their secondary? Yeah, um, I think the corner, I think uh, we knew we could get after the corners definitely a little bit. They played a lot of men and they played a lot of one high. So that opened things up, I, I feel like just across the field. Um, and then one of the corners had went down and, you know, we attacked the guy who came in. So... Um, yeah, we definitely we definitely watched the film and we knew what was going to happen and where we could attack him, and we definitely did that. 
All right, let's go to uh, Brian Backo. Brian, go ahead. Chase, on that fourth touchdown, when you saw the coverage and you had that linebacker matched up on you, did you know it was coming your way again? And was that your favorite one? I mean, it's probably tough to pick. Uh, it didn't seem like you had a touchdown celebration really ready for that one, the way you busted out the uh, Euro step on the first. Yeah, I honestly, my celebration game today was, um, it was it was weak, so I'll, I'll take that on myself. Um, I didn't. I, I did expect that ball to come to me when I figured out what I had after talking to Ben, um, just because of how it was running practice and kind of what what that looked like in practice. All right, I've got time for a few more. Uh, Eric Hagman, Eric, go ahead. Chase, players don't go into games thinking they're going to score four touchdowns. I'm just wondering as you sit there now and, and actually uh, think about it, can you put it into words uh, what you accomplished? Yeah, I don't. It is, it is definitely insane, it's crazy, but I don't really like to think about breaking records or do, making history. Um, it is super cool, but it's not something um, that I go into the game like, oh, I'm trying to trying to make history today, you know. I really just think of, I'm trying to do the little things to help my team win, uh, mistake-free football. Um, so maybe when I go home, uh, call my family, they'll probably, I'm sure they'll tell me uh, all the things that, that happened this, this game day. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up with Jenna Harner. Jenna, go ahead. Chase, kind of along those same lines here, what does it mean to you to have a performance like you did today, but knowing that your performance today was a big reason why this team is now 4-0 for the first time since 1979? Yeah, if it wasn't me, it's someone else making those plays. Um, just that's how deep we are at receiver. Um, so I'm definitely thankful it was me. But next week it's going to be someone else's turn, and they're going to ball out. And we're all going to be excited for them. So um, it's uh, it's it's a cool thing being four and zero, but it's a long season ahead of us. Chase Claypool, heck of a talent. Sounds like he's got a great head on his shoulders. And man, eh, like I said, it's exciting what he's doing now. Just imagine uh, what this can look like as him and Ben get more comfortable as the season goes along. As he continues to learn more about the offense. You heard him talking there in that interview about some of the confusion he had that kind of tipped the hand to the Eagles defense about what the Steelers were about to do a little bit. Now Claypool is still able to score a touchdown on that play. He's just that good. But imagine, uh, give him some more time to get comfortable with the offense, him and Ben and all the receivers to get even more uh, ingrained with each other and on the same page and, and just for the game to slow down for Chase Claypool, right? Like it, like it does for rookies eventually when you get used to the speed, get used to the playbook, all of those different things. It's, uh, it's exciting what Chase Claypool has shown already. That is for sure. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. Going to take our first break. We got some tweets rolling in. Keep those coming at Wesley Euler. Uh, we will get to those on the other side as we roll along here on this Victory Monday. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Victory Monday here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Just Euler today. No Motesy, unfortunately. 
Uh, he's okay. Everything's just fine. Don't worry. Don't panic. He's just doing some television with the Stellars. Got caught up to the big leagues a little bit. And you know, I, I got a face for radio anyway, so it's just good. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll be back rock and rolling the rest of the week. Bunch of tweets coming in here as well. You know, I'll answer those before uh, we wrap up the show today. But I wanted to hear from uh, Ben Roethlisberger here as well, too, his post-game comments. Uh, What a start to the season from Ben, obviously, right? Coming off a major elbow surgery. The concern, right, was that elbow health coming into the year. And, and man, I think he's put that to rest. Uh, He's been accurate. He's had zip on the football. He's thrown downfield shots, maybe not as much yesterday against the Eagles, but man, what, 58 air yards, I think, on that big 84-yard touchdown pass to to Chase Claypool earlier in the season, almost 60 of those yards coming in the air. The elbow strength has looked good from Ben. He's got 10 touchdowns and only one interception. That's phenomenal so far, taking care of the football, distributing the football, right, getting everybody involved. This week it was Chase Claypool's week to shine Uh, against the Texans. It was Eric Ebron against the Giants. It was Juju. We know Deontay is going to put on a show at some point this year. Uh, Just a whole lot to like uh, about the Steelers' offense, about what we've seen so far, particularly from Ben Roethlisberger. Here's what the future Hall of Famer, Ben Sylvania, had to say Sunday after claiming uh, the Pennsylvania State Championship for the Steelers. To Claypool, seemed like you were directing the traffic a lot before the snap. Uh, was that moving people around because you saw a soft spot somewhere? Can you describe that play and what you saw beforehand? You know, we, we actually, um, that's a new formation we put in this week. Um, you know, with, with Ray Ray in the game, uh, taking the back out. And we, we went to it a couple times today. And so we expected them on that particular play to kind of go with an all-out blitz. So we had a play called to get the ball out quick and hopefully try and beat the blitz. And um, they, they sat back in a, in a cover two zone and just wasn't what we expected. So um, I saw that and I changed the play. And um, I, I think the, the coolest part about the whole thing is we've never run the play I called with that formation or that group on the field. So Chase has never been in that spot. Ray Ray's never been in that spot. The other three kind of know what they're supposed to do. But, um, yeah, we, we changed the play. And, and, and my, you know, just I can't say enough about Chase getting down the middle of the field and, and you know, kind of making that play for us. Jeff Hathorne. Ben, how is it a rookie with no preseason is able to have this kind of impact this early in his career? He's talented. Um, he has got some God-given abilities that not many people in this world have. Um, he's big, fast, and strong. And he's very, very smart. Um, and so we're able to do those things, like like move him around and do some things with him. Uh, you know, that, that last touchdown, perfect example, like I said, changed the play, and um, he makes it happen. I just have to give him a little bit of a, of a cue on it, and he's, you know, it was just, it's awesome. So I'm just really proud of the way that he's playing um, right now. Jerry Dulac. Hey, Ben, it wasn't just that uh, a touchdown adjustment. Um, all game, you had uh, kind of uh, using different formations, unbalanced line, a lot of reverses, that bunch formation on the one touchdown. Um, you kind of it looked like you broke open the playbook quite a bit there, or at least went to a lot of different stuff. Right, yeah. Randy kind of threw the kitchen sink at him today. We, we kind of had to. I mean, that's a really good defense. Um, and you can say what you want about being banged up in the secondary, but that, that front front eight, nine guys that get after you, rotating guys in, and they rush hard. Um, someone asked me how I feel. I said, I feel like it's a typical Eagles game. I mean, sore. Um, you know, it's just it's just one of those games. It's real physical. So those guys up front really got after us today. 
um, made some things uncomfortable for us. So we had to throw some different looks and different formations and reverses and personnel. And uh, we persevered. Aditi Kinkabala. Ben, one of the things that Chase said afterwards is that he credited you for having so much trust in him. But is that a little bit of a chicken and an egg sort of thing? Like, do you just do that on blind faith? Or if not, how exactly has he earned so much trust? He works. He works hard. Um, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And I've said this numerous times. If he does make a mistake, he won't make the same one twice. And I think that says a lot about a young guy. Uh, we were texting on, I think, Friday. Uh, as I was looking at film and sending him clips and talking to him about it through text. Um, I forget if he said it or I said it, but I, I, you know, we were talking about a specific play and I just told him, I said, Hey, you keep doing what you do and you're gonna have a big game. And I'm, I'm glad it came to fruition. Joe Rutter. Yeah. Ben, the offense is really clicking there with the, I think he scored on five consecutive drives. Was, was there any concern coming in though, having that week off, if you know, you would be able to click as much as you did. Yeah, you know, you don't really know, right? You talk about rust. You talk about um, just kind of trying to get back on the flow of things. Um, you know, we can we can talk about it early in the week, but once the week kind of gets going, you got to just go play ball. And so we came out here and, and tried to do what we we do, and that's you know have a nice balanced offense. And I, I I didn't look at the numbers. I don't know exactly what we were, but I felt pretty like we were balanced out there. We converted a lot of third downs, and uh, once again, I, I took a knee at the end of the game, and that's always the best play in football. Dejon Kovacic, go ahead. And this was supposed to be the year that it was going to be tough for new guys to make an impact, whether they're rookies or even just new to a team. What does it say about uh, whether it's Randy, the coaching staff, or even yourself that you guys have not just adjusted to these guys, but really made them a big part of this offense? Yeah, it's a group effort. I mean, uh, from the coaches to the to, to veteran players to that player. I mean, you can you can coach them all you want and have veteran players around them but they have to be the ones that go on the field and do it. Um, Kevin Dotson coming in and, and stepping up, playing again today. Um, you know, we've got a lot of guys that, that are just believing in each other. And when someone stumbles, someone else is there to pick them up. And that's what, and that, that's what makes this team special. We're all picking each other up and we're all doing it for each other. Brooke Brard. And you talked about during the week about the league maybe slowing your role uh, with the last week's un unplanned bye. Do you feel like you were able to continue the momentum today that you had in those first three weeks? Well, we won the game. So that's uh, that's all that matters to us. And that's the most important thing. Jenna Harner. Ben, this is the first time since 1979 this team has started 4-0. What does it mean to you guys to have a start to the season like this? Well, it's always important to, to kind of get out early because you don't know what the, the season holds, right? And um, we, we play a lot of home games. Obviously, that helps. Um, but there's still a lot of football ahead of us. And we, we try and break the season down into four quarters. We were, we were successful in this first quarter. Um, but we still have a lot to go and a long way to go. And so we've got to continue to play football and, and really just, like I said, be there for each other. Jarrett Bell, go ahead. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Good, Jarrett. Um, yeah, you talked earlier in the week, as, as Brooke just mentioned, about the momentum and the flow. And and you guys might be one of the lucky ones when you look at the, the schedule around the league and how it's been been disrupted. How are you going to process that moving forward? just in terms of the possibilities, as good as your team has done as well in managing the, right. you know, the risk. Well, knock on wood, we'll just 
you know, do our, do our part to keep trying to be safe. Um, I think that's the first and foremost, you've got to do that. Um, I know my wife is, is, you know, <laughs> locking the house down and stuff like that. So I think we all take it pretty serious around here. So hopefully we can continue to do that. I know this week will be a challenge because we're allowed to have fans. And so people coming to games and family flying in and friends and things like that. Um, so, you know, the, the challenge will continue to, to arise and, and we'll have to just keep trying to answer the bell and, and do what we can to be smart. And I'm sure uh, as you, you know, I don't even know what other things have evolved today, but I'm sure this, the schedule is going to keep changing. So we just have to be prepared um, to play a game whenever they tell us to and give it everything we have. Jerry Dulac. Hey, Ben, I wanted to ask you one, uh, a follow-up on that bunch formation. You had four guys out there. I, I, have you ever used that? Is that something brand new? We've, uh, we've ran that every um, week for the last three or, three or four weeks in practice. We've run that. And um, every single time I've thrown it to Ebron to the other side. And today they kind of had two guys over there, so I threw it to Chase. And so that's the, we, we have had that in in practice. Um, and we practice at least once a week, but I've never thrown it to Chase yet. Time for a few more. Joe Rutter. Ben, could you just talk a little bit about uh, Ray Ray and the kind of jolt he's given you uh, with his legs and, and catching passes? Right. Well, we know what Ray Ray brings in the return game. Uh, he's dynamic. Whenever the ball's in his hand, something something fun can happen. So um, I'm really proud of him because, you know, he's he takes the reps that he gets um, during the week on offense when he can get them. You know, obviously, depending on how guys are practicing and whatnot, so we're moving guys around all over the place, and it's, it's never easy. And so we asked Ray Ray to do more, and we're and I believe in him. We've um, we, we put some stuff in for him, obviously the reverses and, and some passes, and uh, his role will continue to grow because he he's worked hard, he earned it, and he deserves it. Aditi? Ben, you said last week that you would tell us when you had had a good game. 27 of 34, 239 yards, three touchdowns, 38 points. What's your critical evaluation right now? I'm still missing the deep ball too much. Um, still overthrowing. I know last week I, I talked about it and said I'd rather overthrow it than underthrow it. But um, I gotta, I gotta figure out. I don't know if my doc made my arm, I guess, a little stronger or something. I don't know. But I gotta, I gotta figure out how to connect on those deep balls a little more. Final one, Mark Caboli. Hey Ben, I was just curious of how you feel your mental game is going with, uh, you know, making the checks. Uh, decision making and and that process of coming back. I mean, I, f I feel good doing it. Um, that might be a quite a better one for the coaches to to evaluate how how I'm you know if I'm making the proper checks or looks. But um, you know, I, I feel comfortable. I feel like you know we, we definitely have some new things um, in this offense that I'm not as familiar with. Um, you know, in terms of having you know plays for a long period of time and and, and things like that. So. Uh, but I feel like, um, you know, I, I get us in the right play most of the time. 4-0 and feeling good. Ben Roethlisberger speaking to the media there after the Steelers defeat the Eagles yesterday at Heinz Field. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz, an abbreviated version today. If you're just joining us, you've got me until 1 o'clock. So you know what that means. I'm going to hit those tweets, baby. And we got a few that have rolled in already. I promise you, if you tweet them, and you know they're appropriate for the show, obviously, I will get them in in the next segment. So last chance to, uh, to tweet the show, at Wesley Euler. We'll wrap up with some final thoughts from Mike Tomlin, as well as some of your questions on Twitter. We will do that on the other side. You are listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up an abbreviated version of the show today. I do apologize to our loyal, uh, you know, our megawatts, the power grid. I'm sure, you know, Steelers 4-0. I'm not naive enough to think that a lot of you weren't uh, excited to hear Motsi and I have our typical Monday hijinks. I do apologize. But Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll give it to you like we always do. And uh, we'll, we'll just have more to get to on Wednesday. How about that? Uh, so wrapping up an abbreviated show here uh, on this Victory Monday, uh, October the 12th already. I, I did want to say real quick, uh, going to hear from Mike Tomlin here briefly and then going to wrap up with your tweets as we always do. But a quick moment to to celebrate, to appreciate what happened on Sunday, right? I know there were 4,700 fans there at Heinz Field, a very small number. Uh, but before Sunday, the most recent uh, pro sporting event in Pittsburgh that had fans in attendance was 218 days ago. And it was the Penguins getting whopped by the Carolina Hurricanes. Six to two, the Pens lost 218 days ago. That was the last professional sporting event in Pittsburgh that had fans. We should celebrate small victories in this regard. No matter where you stand on all this, I've said this before, right? Masks, no masks, reopen everything, shut down everything. There's a real-life effect to all of this. You know, the longer events go in any capacity without returning, more and more people lose their jobs. More and more places shut down. Uh, from sports to concerts, right? And you guys know this hits home for me. I, I've seen a lot of my colleagues in this building and in this city lose their jobs in the last, what, eight months or so here. Uh, if you've listened to this show for more than 10 minutes, you know my father's a violinist in the Pittsburgh Symphony. It's something that Motes and I talk about. Uh, you know, he hasn't played a concert since March. There's a real effect to all of this no matter where you stand, because I'm, I'm not a reopen everything guy. I'm, I'm not a lockdown everything guy. I'm somewhere in the middle, and we're not going to get into all of that. But I do think there's certain ways to have certain size crowds to an extent. I'm happy to see that pulled off because, again, I know the longer and longer we go without events, the more and more people lose their jobs, are affected by this. So 218 days ago, even if it was only 4,700 people, I think that's important to celebrate uh, well over 200 days since the last time a pro sporting event in Pittsburgh had fans in attendance. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. All right, before uh, I get to your tweets, let's hear one more time. Uh, this is Mike Tomlin after the Steelers moved to 4-0 and yesterday. Man, really excited to get the victory. Um, you know, it's never easy in, in, in the NFL on Sunday ball. Got to give... Philadelphia, a lot of credit, man. They tested us. Um, their ability to convert third downs offensively, I thought, was a significant component of the game. Some of it was self-inflicted by us and penalties and, and missed tackles and so forth. But you got to give them guys credit. They had a good plan. They had good execution of the plan. And that allowed them to maintain possession of the ball and, and keep us at bay and stay in it. Um, but I like our guys. Uh, you know, collectively, they fought well together. They complemented. Uh, one another in all three phases of the game. Uh, wasn't a perfect performance by any stretch, but we're not looking for perfect. We're looking to, to be good enough to win and had a lot of good contributions from a lot of people. Um, 
young guys getting an opportunity to contribute. Claypool obviously was a guy that had a big game, but but you know more subtle contributions like Kevin Dotson being called upon to step up for David DeCastro. Uh, we appreciate the development of those guys. We got to continue to grow and develop as a team, not only in terms of skills relative to our positions, but our division of labor, our understanding the situational ball. Uh, all the while, we better do enough to win in the process. And thankful that we've been able to do that. Uh, from an injury standpoint, Deontay Johnson uh, took a direct blow to the back. Um, you know, I think he may be available next week. Uh, DeCastro had an abdominal injury that's being evaluated. His availability is in question, but I have more information for you guys um, on Tuesday. And, you know, the rest is kind of bumps and bruises associated with play. I know Pouncey wasn't able to continue. He's being evaluated right now. Don't have a lot of information on on his foot. Questions? Jerry Dulac. Hey, Mike, speaking of third, down, uh, third downs, you guys were able to convert a lot as well. And, and what is it about Claypool that he's been able to – get involved uh, so quickly? I, I mean, how much of it is talent? How much of it is just his ability to pick things up? And, and let's be honest, Jerry, a lot of it might not even have to do with him and his skill set, man. We just got a well-balanced attack. We got guys that people have to account for, guys like Juju and uh, guys like Deontay and Ebron. And I just think that he's probably a good matchup for whoever people have assigned to him from a man-to-man -man standpoint. And that's the strength of having a deep group with guys that are capable of making plays. Um, you know, week in and week out, there are going to be different guys that step up and and in the sin just based on the matchups presented. He had a good matchup this week. Dejan, go ahead. Michael, you'd mentioned the third down conversions that Philadelphia had. So what can you attribute that? Obviously, you haven't had a chance to look at film or anything, but what, what did you see going wrong there on your end? No, it was a hodgepodge of things. And, and like I mentioned first, um, I want to compliment them. They had a good plan. They had a good execution of plans. They had guys like 13 stepping up and making combat catches, man. We had guys in position. Um, they, they made some plays. They made some plays on the football. Uh, Carson made some throws. He stood in there. Uh, in the face of adversity and made some throws. So, um, you know, I don't want to discredit them entirely. Could we be better? Certainly. We had a rough in the passer. Uh, we gave up a ball down the middle on a long yardage situation. We had things that we need to focus on and do better. Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't compliment them for their plan and also execution of the plan in some of the areas that I mentioned. Brooke Breyer. Mick, how have you seen – Ben's rapport with Chase developed, especially over the last two weeks. It seems like he was really looking for him in some of those third down situations and trusted him to make a tough catch. Like, like I mentioned before, you know, the strength of our pack is the pack and, and to have quality depth in guys that are capable of making plays. Um, you know, he was just going to be the guy today. Um, he had a good matchup and uh, he made some plays and they found that rhythm. Uh, I don't want to make it out to be something more than, more than it is. Um, it was his turn today based on a lot of things, and he was able to deliver. Mike Pursuta. Mike, you mentioned 13. How familiar were you guys with Fulgham coming in today? He hadn't had much of a history in the league. I'm familiar with him because he's an old Dominion guy, and I'm a Virginia boy, but I don't know that we are globally familiar with him. I don't know that he has enough of a, re a re resume uh, for us to be overly concerned about. But, boy, he made some plays today, and I just got a lot of respect for what he was able to do and thought it was worthy of mentioning. Joe Rutter. 
Yeah, Mike, you guys had a lot of jet sweeps and uh, you know, reverse type plays. Was that something you thought you could exploit with the Eagles? And, and McLeod had a big run there too for you. We're just trying to move the ball around and make everybody defend the entire field, both vertically and horizontally. And that's just a component of our attack. Uh, we brought it to the stage today, and uh, that's why we we thrive to you know to to be diverse, uh, to keep people off balance, to be able to go to personalities and. And, and, and utilize those personalities in effort to win football games. Anthony Jaskolski. Hi, Mike. Just along those lines of uh, Joe's question, how critical was the tight end blocking north to south, especially uh, Vance McDonald uh, on these jet sweeps and reverses today? You know, I saw several instances where I had direct eyes on Vance in particular, and he did an awesome job. But an evaluation of, of, of tight end blocking is something that's probably better done uh, after watching the film from a minutiae standpoint. All right. Thank you, Coach. Mike Tomlin, 4-0 and for the first time in his Steelers tenure. First time for the Steelers since the 70s, 41 years ago. All right, let's get to these tweets before we get out of here. Lil J and B55 says 4-0 and and maybe just on the way to stay away to 7. Yeah, obviously, right a long way to go in that regard. But we talked about this before the year. If you want to climb that stairway to seven, if you want to win the Super Bowl, right, you don't just wake up in February and do it. You got to check boxes along the way. And one of them was to start the season out strong. The Steelers now, a tough schedule coming up here, right? With uh, what, the Browns, and then you've got the succession of tough games against now, I think it's uh, Ravens, Titans, Cowboys all on the road, right? You needed to be uh, kind of blemish free at this point. The Steelers are. I talked about that at the top of the show. They've put themselves in a good position now. Game ahead of the Ravens. Game ahead of the Browns. Game ahead in the chi- of the Chiefs if it comes down to seeding in that regards, right? You need to check all these boxes. Obviously, before you climb that stairway to seven, you got to secure a playoff spot. You want to try and win the division. You want to secure some type of home field advantage or at least a couple games at home in the playoffs. So far, so good starting 4-0 in that regard. Uh, Randy tweets here, Hi, Wes. I was just wondering how concerned do you think we should be about the Browns' defense this week? Hmm. Uh, We'll talk more, obviously, specifically about the Browns as the week rolls along, Randy. With the defense, eh, concerned about Miles Garrett? Sure. I mean, even when he's not swinging his helmet at people, right, or or somebody else's helmet at them, I should say. He's a fantastic player. Um, He's got six sacks already, I think, this season. I was looking this morning. Denzel Ward on defense for them, certainly uh, a capable cornerback. But that defense as a whole is not very good. They've been giving up points like crazy. So concerned about the Browns' defense this week? Eh, I think more Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, how to neutralize those two. And you shouldn't be too concerned. Matt tweets here, uh, I have definite concerns about the Steelers' defense, but I think they will figure it out. Monster matchup against the Browns this week. Yeah, we touched on some of those concerns. We'll talk about that, obviously, uh, again, as the week rolls along with Moats on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. A lot of good. Uh, at the top of the NFL in sacks, again, uh, despite missing a game. Still forcing turnovers, multiple of them, in almost every single game. Uh, but some concerns about the yardage, some concerns about the points, and just, I think, maybe uh, some concerns about Possession down, certainly third downs. We'll get more in detail into all of that as the week rolls along. Uh, me tweets here, Westman, uh, talk me off the ledge about the Steelers secondary. I do think there's no need to hit the panic button on the Steelers secondary. They haven't been as dominant as we would like to, them to be through four games, but I also, grain of salt, man, they were outstanding last year, uh, particularly down the stretch, right? I, I think... 
they're allowed to not necessarily be at that same level every single game this year and still have an impact. Uh, but hey, they, they they haven't. I mean, we we talk about Minka and we talk about Joe Hayden and we talk about Steven Nelson. There's certainly been good from those three. Edmonds as well too. But there's been some concern. We will get deeper into that all. Uh, all throughout the week, because I, I think there are certainly some things that might make your eyebrows go up or raise your eyebrows a little bit. But I think if you look at some of the bigger picture as a whole across the NFL, uh, the Steelers relatively uh, certainly are are still right in the thick of the mix in terms of the best numbers in the league. So again, we'll get into that more in depth throughout the week. Me also asks, best sandwich shop in Morgantown. Oh, you're, you're speaking my language here now. Uh Black Bear or the Dirty Bird? Black Bear's like a uh, like a wrap sandwich, quesadilla type place. Really good, like locally sourced, um, healthy, grass fed ingredients. All that stuff, right? Like all the chicken and the steak and all the vegetables come within a certain radius of Morgantown. Black Bear's really good, and then Dirty Bird. If you want your chicken sandwiches, your buffalo chicken sandwich, the Dirty Bird is fantastic. Uh, last one here, Oklahoma Zone tweets. Uh, here I was thinking, you're the one going Hollywood, and it's mozi. Uh, neither of us are going Hollywood. All right, it's just. Hey, you guys like the show, right? It's, I think it's because you like me, and obviously, to, to more of an extent, Arthur Motes. We're, we're getting more opportunities as we've been doing this thing, right? More people want Motesy, more people uh, want me to fill some airwaves time here, but don't worry. Uh, if we go Hollywood, we're doing it together. How about that, Oklahoma Zone? We will be back Wednesday. Uh, no show tomorrow. As Yins know, during the season, Mike Tomlin's time at noon on Tuesdays. But we'll have a full show the rest of the week starting at noon on Wednesday. And uh, if you if you want some more football fix, I'll be on ESPN Pittsburgh 2-7 to seven today uh, talking a lot of football. Chris Carter and Mark Cabali will join me there. So plenty more to come as the week rolls along. We'll talk to Yins Wednesday here. High noon. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.